This morning I got up and I, I, just, I just had an impression. And here's how impressions end up. So can you, can you get a shot of that? So I, I just, is it all right if I just sit here today and just kind of, just kind of tell it to you maybe the way the Holy Ghost said it to me? Is that okay? I, I just, I want to do that right now. First of all, we do give honor where honor is due. This is the last Sunday of Black History Month. And so we honor all those great black leaders who have brought us a mighty long way. We're not home yet, but we are, we're not where we were. And we thank God for it. And we thank God for all those who went before us in great struggle, in great sacrifice, both black men and white men and black women and white women who, who stood together and said, we will not, we will not rest until we see the promise of God and the promised land brought to fruition in this great country. And uh, we are thankful. We are thankful. You may be seated. Dr. King was born on January the 15th, 1929 in Atlanta, Georgia. He lived on this earth but a mere 39 years until those shots rang out in Memphis, Tennessee on April the 4th, 1968. How many of you were not alive in 1968? And, and the only thing that I want to say to you is, and that's, that's well over 70% of the people assembled here, I, I almost grieve that you do not have the memory you don't have the memory of what the world was like and what the United States of America was like before somebody decided not to go to the back of the bus anymore. Until somebody decided to have a dream. And can I tell you that today that dream is still alive. And I'm gonna, I, I, hope, I hope by the help of the Holy Spirit to show you why that dream is still alive. Now, along the way, the dream has been augmented. <laughs> The dream has been stolen. The dream has been, has been uh, uh, hijacked to mean something other than Dr. King meant it to be. But that being as it may, we don't give attention to the naysayers. We give attention to the yaysayers. We give attention to those who shout yes and amen for equality in this nation. That man should be judged not by the color of his skin, but rather by the content of his character. That dream is still alive today. And I want to show you from the Bible, hopefully, why that dream still lives. And hopefully, in so doing, I don't want us to focus so much on the past. I want us to focus on how you can get your dream to live forever. Because there are dreams that don't live forever and there are dreams that you cannot kill. And I'm here to tell you that the dream that God placed in your heart is an eternal dream. It's a everlasting dream. It is something that the devil can't quench. It is something that hell cannot vacate. It is something that demons cannot stop. If God said it, shall he not bring it to pass? I'm here to tell you that every promise, every dream of that 1,166 page book you call the Bible, every time somebody has stood over you and said, thus saith the Lord, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, every time you've walked the floor at night and said, God, I, I have a dream. I, I don't want to stay where I am. I've 
I've seen the mountain and I'm ready to make the climb. The climb will cost us something, but the reward will be a revelation of the price he paid to make us whole. A revelation of the price he paid to make us his. A revelation of the price he paid to make every dream you ever dreamed live again. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 is what is exploding in my spirit. Zechariah. Now a lot of times we put these up here for you and I think we're going to put that up there for you. But please, please, please bring your Bible. Learn where Zechariah is in your Bible. Be able to get over there. Be acquainted with your Bible. God gave us a book, not a CD or DVD. An iPad and I pod and I rod. He gave us a book. Hallelujah. Get acquainted with it. Zechariah, then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Look at me. This is a prophetic utterance regarding a dream. In the dream, God revealed to Zerubbabel these things. In regard to the building, or I should say the rebuilding of the second temple. So God is saying, you've got a dream to restore my house. You've got a dream to restore holiness. You've got a dream to restore worship. You've got a dream to restore holiness. You've got a dream to restore the gathering together of my people. You've got a dream to see my glory fill the house so the priest can't even stand to minister anymore. You have a dream and God said, here is my word to you regarding your dream. I wish you'd shove somebody and ask them the question, is it dark enough for you to dream again? Is it dark enough for you to dream again because you only dream in the dark. You only dream when you're surrounded by the depths and the despair of the dark place. Please don't run away from the dark place. Some of us need to get out of a well-lighted place and head back to the darkness. I need everybody to know I'm not afraid of the dark. He got up in the dark and there about to be a resurrection. I wish I had half a church. Somebody told me the other day to stop saying that, prophesying half a church. No, I just mean I wish I had the other half, that's all. Light up your neighborhood. Light up your workplace. Stop complaining that your boss is a tyrant and rise up in your prayer closet and pray him out. Walk in there every day and look at him and call him blessed. The old mean, hateful, stingy thing. I bless you in the name of God. You're blessed today because I'm here. I'm so glad God called me to the darkness. I'm so glad he didn't call me to a well-lighted place. Because I am possessed by the bright and morning star. I'm in Zechariah 4 regarding the building of the temple. God speaks to us, to Zerubbabel and to us through him in this dream. And he says, what you need is a partner in agreement. 
God our Father is so selfless. Think about this, I'm gonna say it quietly. God our Father is so selfless that he chooses. Though he is the God of all might, all power, all dominion, all authority, all glory, he made the decision to do nothing alone. So why are you trying to make it out of the darkness and into your dream alone? Matthew 18, your Bible says, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. For verily I say unto you, that whithersoever two of you are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. What God is showing us is the power of agreement. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not right real sure. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not. Come on, Elkhart. I'm not right real sure that I even like you. But I am convinced I need you. And my dream can't live without you. Now bless them in the name of the Lord. You think that basketball team's gonna win a single game with one man? No, sir, they don't need five, they don't need six, they don't need seven, they need everybody. They don't only need them, they need us. Now listen, he says, give me, give me Zechariah 4, 6 again. You got it? Zechariah 4, 6, then he answered, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying. Now say the next words, the next three words, not. Say it again. Say it again. Shout it again. Shout it again. Shout the next three words. Shout them again. Shout them again. Shout them again. Now shout the next four. Say the whole thing. Not by, nor, but. Say it again. Not, not by might. Not by power. Say it again. Not by. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's look at it. Not by might. Might physical strength, physical prowess, physical ability. There came a time in Washington, D.C. where a young Martin Luther King Jr. stood up and decided, I'm gonna march. And by his physical strength, he gathered together an army of others who decided we're not going to sit because sitting is a contented posture. I need everybody when I shout three. 
that is not contented with the fulfillment of your dream to jump up on your feet. One, two, three. We are not going to sit idly by and do nothing. We are not going to sit idly by and let our dream die. We are not going to sit idly by and let the adversary steal what God promised us. We are not going to sit by the wayside with a waxy smile, a weak little eaglet that cannot mount up with wings as an eagle. We're going to arise and shine in the middle of the darkness. I wish I had somebody to shout in the darkness. Come on, somebody's got to get dissatisfied with your satisfaction. Somebody's got to dream again, again. Somebody's got to get a brand new dream. Somebody's got to shout, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. Oh Lord, not by might, I can't do it. Not by strength, not by, but by your spirit. Now just start shouting, it shall be. I shall eat the fat of the land. I shall draw a breath of freedom. I shall know what it's like to be the head and not the tail, the first and not the last. I shall be above and not beneath. I shall be blessed coming in. I shall be blessed going out. Shut up, devil. I have a dream. Shut up, demons. I have a dream. That one day every valley shall be exalted. That one day every hill and every mountain shall be made low. That one day every rough place will be made plain. And the crooked places will be made straight. I need somebody to shout, God's about to straighten it all out. but God's about to straighten it out. I, I don't know which way to turn, but God's about to straighten it out. I, I've been in this valley, this lonesome valley, but God's about to become the lily of the valley, the staff of life, honey and a rock. God is about to straighten it out. I dare you to lift both hands and just shout, go ahead and help your fine self, Jesus. Now, look at this now. Shove your name and say, now don't forget I need you. Just a little thought. Share a little thought with you. Not by physical strength. You know why you're so weary? Because you have yet to learn the fine art of cast your care. Over, you still trying to do you, boo. Somebody said, you got to do you, boo. No, you can't do you, boo. 
Only he can do you boo and can't nobody. Do you boo like he can do you boo. Here's what, it, here's what it said. I, now, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Because next he says, not by power. Power. Mental influence. Intellectual capability. One deals with flesh, the other with mind. Not by might. Hmm, not by physical strength. Not by Dr. King's ability, God-given and servant-supplied willingness to cry out in the darkness, I have a dream. Not by his intellectual ability nor influence upon the culture to bring change, lasting change. Because on April the 4th, 1968, on a balcony in Memphis, Tennessee, a shot rang out and his power was gone. He could march no longer. On April the 4th, 1968, in Memphis, Tennessee, that mind, that intellect, that gifting of leadership from another world, those lips that said, not just from Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., but from Stone Mountain in Georgia, let freedom ring. That we may hasten that day when all God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics alike, might stand and sing the words of that old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. No, on April the 4th, 1968, those beautiful lines of heaven-sent eloquence were forever silenced. And there lay he in a pool of his own blood. Rising up beyond his might, rising up beyond his power. But by my spirit. Would you like the translation of spirit? One breath. 
Not by might. Not by power. But by one breath. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, physical. And man became a living soul, mental, intellectual. And God breathed into him the breath of life and man became a living soul. Job, there is a spirit in man, the breath of Almighty that gives him understanding. Genesis 2, 7, breath of life. Job 32, 8, that spirit is the breath of the Almighty. Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 4, a new heaven and a new earth. For the former heaven and the former earth were passed away. And behold, I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, proceeding down out of heaven. Listen to me. There comes a time when might and power are useless. They end. But do you know what the scientists tell us? I had the website. I pulled it up this morning as the Holy Spirit spoke this to me. I pulled it up this morning. Do you know that scientists have now proven that every word ever uttered into the atmosphere of earth is still there? And were we to break through just a bit more in technology, we would be able to call up Alexander Graham Bell's first telephone ring. It's still there. We are the generation of them that seek thy face, O God. From his face, we receive his breath, his spirit. We receive his word, the debar of God. We receive the smile of his favor. It takes only a breath to speak a word. Dr. King, no longer marching. Dr. King, no longer writing. But who among us can escape? I have a dream. Because a word with God's breath behind it is not a description of a thing. God's word inspired by his breath is the thing. And once spoken, 
can never be retracted. David, see him now. See Jesus now. See his lifeless body, which had been full of might. See his intellectual capability, his divine skills of leadership and persuasion. But watch him now wreathe and writhe in his own blood. Those eyes that look deeply into the eyes of the woman at the well. Now close those hands that had wiped the blindness from Bartimaeus' eyes, now cold and stiff and blue. Watch them wrap him in grave clothes and lay him in the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. But on the third day, before daylight, in the middle of the darkness, watch him get up. Why? Well, he told you. It is not possible that death should hold me for David said concerning me, Thou shalt not leave my soul in hell, nor suffer thy darling to see corruption. Those words released from David waited, waited, and waited and began to rejoice when that tomb was sealed shut, shoved one another. It shoved is, not shoved possible, and said, our time has come. Your dream will live the moment you take his word and speak it. And what is the devil going to do with a bunch of people that may not have it in their hand today, but know they shall have it? If you have his word on it, shall he not bring it to pass? Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Somebody's in darkness right now. You don't know which way to turn. You don't know. You don't know. They, they thought they had killed that word, but although might and power cease to exist, Every word of God is given, your Bible says, by inspiration. That means God breathed on it already. And it will never, it can never die. You release God's word into your situation, it shall come to pass. He already breathed on it. Listen to me, listen to me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're here this morning, you're... 
surrounded by darkness. You've tried, you've struggled by your own might, by your own power. You've done everything you know to do and, and God says, well done. You've done everything you can do. Now it's time for you to move out of the way. Now it's time for God's word to come to pass in your life. And his word says, it is not his will that any perish, but that all come to the knowledge of the truth. What does that mean? God showed up today to bring you out of your darkness. He said, I am the way. He knows the way out. He said, I am the truth. He doesn't possess truth. He is truth. And he said, I am the light. He's ready to light up your darkness this morning. He's ready to bring you into life, into life abundant. He is not mad at you. He loves you. You haven't done anything big, bad, mean, ugly enough to get God to turn his back on you. In fact, you are the prodigal and the moment you decide to return home, your Bible says that the father runs towards you and he's not running towards you this morning empty handed. He's got a ring of adoption to put on your finger. He's got a robe of royalty to wrap around your shoulders. He's already killed a fatted calf. He's got a banquet and a party ready for you. And it's just about time for you to celebrate. The only thing he's waiting on is you to get in agreement because he refuses to do anything by himself. He will not send you to hell. He will not take you to heaven. He's waiting on your agreement. If you go to hell as a result of the decision you make today, it will be exactly that. You decided to go there. Hell was not made for you. It was made for the devil and his angels. And whatever hell you're going through right now in your everyday life, Jesus Christ is here today by the power of the Holy Spirit to turn the light on in your darkness, to give you your dream back again, to cause you to rise up out of the depths of despair that you're living in, wrap his arms around you, put his back to your face and his face to your enemy and say, you are my child and I rebuke every adversarial force against you today. I am your God. But you have to make that decision. You have to make that decision. With every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around, I'm going to count to three. You want the light turned on in the darkness. You want Jesus Christ, the resurrected Son of God, to walk into the desperateness of your situation. You realize today that you do not have the assurance that you're on your way to heaven and you want to have it before you leave this place. You want to know beyond any doubt if I don't make it back to my house and I've laced my shoes for the last time, I'm on my way to heaven to be absent from my body will just to be, be present with the Lord. Come on, you can break the chains today. You can be freed today. God came to call you. He came to knock on the door of your heart. He said in the book of Revelation, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man will open his heart to me, I will come in. I will be his God and he will be my child. I rebuke every thought. I rebuke every hindering spirit. I rebuke every spirit that would say I have tomorrow because the Bible says tomorrow is promised to no man. I've got this young basketball team here. I was, I was made aware by a pastor of a young man that was the leading scorer in his state. That pastor gave an altar call on Sunday. They were in state tournaments. That young boy said, I can't think about it this week. We've got the biggest game of our lives coming up on Friday. That boy walked out onto the floor on Friday in warm-ups fell to the ground a corpse, didn't have a single physical ailment, no understanding 
his heart simply stopped beating at 17 years of age. Tomorrow's promise to no one. Today, right now, this minute, this is the day of salvation. This is the time you can break the chains. This is the time you can be free. This is the time Jesus Christ came to wrap his arms around you and call you his own. He's just waiting on you to say, yes, Jesus, here's my life. Take it. I've done all I can by my might and by my power. And I've made a mess of things. And today, I give my life to you. On three, you're unsure of your eternal destiny and you want to be. By the end of our prayer, you'll be as sure for heaven as if you were already there and you'll know it. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit working right now. I feel him moving up and down these aisles. I feel him speaking to hearts. He's not speaking to someone else. He's speaking to you. This is your moment. This is your day. On three, shoot that hand up in the air and let's pray. Do it now. Make the decision you'll be glad you made when you stand before God in eternity. I see hands going up before I even count. On three, raise that hand. One, two, three. Raise it and leave it up high, high. Put it up high. Every single person with your hand raised as quickly as you can, move into the aisle and get to this front of this building as quick as you can. Every person that raised your hand, every person, you can't do it behind the scenes. You can't do it sneaking into heaven. Jesus said, if you deny me, I'll deny you. But if you confess me, I'll confess you. They're coming down every single aisle right now. I wish I had somebody to clap. I wish I had somebody to shout. Come on, come on down. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.